0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 1133. Bob Stopper with you. Cam Moon has joined us in studio. Jack Michaels will be on the phone in 55 seconds. This is Oilers Now. Here's Cam with the update on Edmonton's moves so far. A re signing of defenseman Tyson Berry, three years by
2: four and a half million. Zach Hyman coming to the Oilers, seven years by five and a half. Defenseman Cody Cece, four years by 3.25. And a trade earlier today. Ethan Bear going to Carolina for forward Warren Fogle. And I can
0: confirm, as of, uh, let's see, it was during the commercial break, so we will go with 11:26. As of 11:26, Ryan Getzlaff was still a free agent. I know there's been conflicting reports in that regard, and that's directly from the agency. At this time, out at Mark Spector's golf tournament, we welcome back the other play-by-play voice of the Evans and Oilers, Jack Michaels. Jack, how are
1: you? Good. Yeah as as proven earlier this week, uh, the other holds true. Cam gets the plush seat in the studio. You're golfing, you, for God's sakes. Quit you, waiting. You send me out to a remote location. I'm dealing with howling winds. Poor golfers. You know, I've got to deal with all all kinds of traffic. We're backed up on one stop. I mean, look, at I'm getting ridiculed here by the audience. I mean, it's just a disgrace how I'm
0: treated. Now, is it true that you're golfing with Jeff
1: Galicki? Yes, who
0: who alleges that you're at least one-tenth as tough as you claim to be. I've never once said I was tough. Uh, I, I'm sure the one thing that was tough about me is that Jeff, unfortunately, had to play on my line with Guy Godowski in midget double-A when he got called up from Bantam double-A. He's a former NHL draft choice of the Winnipeg Jets. Boy, they'd like to have that eighth rounder back. Still got drafted higher than I ever did. That's all I can tell you, Jack. You know what I'm saying? He said he, uh, he said he once matched wits with uh, Ian
1: Herbers in a line brawl, and it did not go well for him.
0: Well, Jeff's not a small man, but, you know, Ian's, Ian's so big, he starts yesterday and he ends tomorrow. All right, Jack, let's that's, that's cut to the chase here. A confluence of moves on the Oilers' defense, starting with Adam Larson not uh, re-signing in Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers have not pushed out technically Barry and CC, even though they've already been on TSN television talking about how much they're enjoying coming to Edmonton, and then the trade today of Ethan Bear. Your thoughts on the Oilers maneuvering on the back end?
1: Well, I think what happened was, is when Adam Larson elected to go to Seattle, that demanded that the existing makeup would shift and more of an emphasis on Tyson Barry. I mean, once it became evident that he wanted to come back here and wasn't necessarily looking to test the market at all costs, then all of a sudden you've got a situation where Ethan Bear, to some degree, even though he's not the same type of player as Bouchard or Barry, he becomes a little duplicitous. And you need a guy with a shade more size and a shade more jam. And so you you know see Adam Larson, six three, two twenty ish, move out. You bring in Cody Cc, six two, two fifteen ish. He's an Adam Larson type of player. He's more of a shutdown guy, and I think he's going to fit in nicely alongside Duncan Key. So I think that's what really, you know, spelled the end of Ethan Barron of Edmonton, in, in my opinion, was Adam Larson making the decision to go to Seattle, Bob. I'm not sure we're talking about these moves today if Adam Larson had re signed with the Oilers. That's just my opinion.
0: Jack, I had somebody suggest to me that Warren Fogel's career is trending a bit the way Zach Hyman's is. Now, he's not as an explosive as of a Skater than Hyman. He's a little bit bigger, but there were some very subtly positive underlying numbers that would suggest with increased time that he continue to grow. What have you heard on Fogle? I know you got trip Tracy down there in Carolina.
1: Well, I mean, I've heard that he is ex- you know exactly the kind of guy that you know fits into any any locker room, in other words he 's very similar to zach hyman It's it 's funny you said that he 's trending towards Zach Hyman. Well, the numbers might not quite be there, but then again, warren Fogel hasn 't played with the kind of talent that Zach Hyman has, and I would suggest to you this i mean I think Hyman probably has a little bit more skill, but Warren Fogel is another guy. Uh, he's he's kind of, you know, Josh Archibald, you know, s- supersized. In other words, a guy who can play in all situations, who does a little bit of everything for you, bit of a glue guy, very popular teammate. Like, you know, so... Losing Adam Larson hurt on a lot of fronts, and being a popular teammate was one, you know, one area. Warren Fogle is is another guy who's kind of beloved by his teammates. So I, I think there's some on ice aspects to this. There's some off ice aspects, and there's also the versatility in the lineup that you need when guys get banged up. We've seen Josh Archibald play on all four lines, for instance. I think Warren Fogle is a guy who can play with anyone. Zach Hyman is a guy who can can play with a lot of different guys. You know, lest we forget, you know, Dave Tippett occasionally likes to load up Dreisidel and McDavid. It's quite possible you might see a line, for instance, of a Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, Fogle this year at times. He's that kind of guy.
0: We're joined right now by Jack Michaels. Jack, so different-looking defense, uh, different-looking pair of left-wingers. I mean, it's a whole different, really, when you look at it. It's a, it's a way deeper top nine with the additions of Hyman and Fogel. Do you not uh, agree?
1: Well, it starts with the top six. There's no, well, let's hope this happens. Or, you know, I mean, the only, I think the one thing in the top six that, you know, you'd like to see production land somewhere. Kind of in the middle would be Kyler Yamamoto, but there's less question marks, I think, specifically in the top six, Bob, than the Oilers have faced going into previous years. There's always been the hope, well, if this goes right and this goes right and this goes right, this guy can have that kind of season. Think of how many times you and I have said that at this point in the year. We've been optimistic, but we've been, oh, there's been a lot of if-thens, right? This year, I feel like the numbers and the past performance dictate that it's more of a set top six and a set top nine, as opposed to hoping this guy can develop into something he hasn't been before. I don't know whether you'd agree with that, but I certainly feel more comfortable talking about a solidified top six and top nine than some of the hypotheticals you've had to rely on with this Oilers' top-heavy lineup in years
0: past. Do they need to make a trade first center or can they do a bridge guy at a year in the million and a half to $2 million range and insulate Ryan McLeod a bit depending upon who the matchup is against. What do you think?
1: I think, I think it's quite possible, Bob, that that kind of thing develops more mid season than right now. I'm, I'm just not sure that you have either assets, cap flexibility, you know, you you got to be careful on what you're moving out if you're the Edmonton Oilers because you still have some deals to get signed. Uh, you don't have definitive numbers on Darnell Nurse, for instance. So, at least at last report, I apologize if something's developed in the last few minutes. No. Uh, you know, so I don't know, Bob. I, I, there's a, you've been a couple moves you and I have talked about recently that might develop mid-season. where, you know, let's see what you have. And if you need a guy, maybe there's, there's a move to make more midseason where you're not giving up as much. I think you give up more right now to fill the kind of need you're talking about.
0: Goaltending, would you give up a first-round pick right now to get Darcy Camper out of Arizona?
1: I think there's an argument to be made for it, Bob, because if you believe in your team and you believe, hey, 12th and 11th the last two years, we're going to be picking 20 or 21. And I'm look, I'm not I'm not knocking Xavier Bourgo. He might he might turn out to be, you know, an unbelievable hockey player. But I think you'd agree with me. There's a lot more risk picking in the first round when you're in the 20s. No you know, and, and if you're betting on your team, really, so many times, there's not much difference between pick 22 and pick 32. You're just as likely to hit on a guy that's going to be a consistent top six or top four performer for your for your club for years to come. So I think it's certainly worth investigating if you believe in your team. If Bob, if, if this club was coming off a 70-point a season and you were thinking you were going to pick in the top six, no way. But I don't think the Oilers are in a position where they're thinking they're gonna pick any earlier than, you know, eighteenth or nineteenth, to be honest with you. I, I think Edmonton has has realistic expectations that they're gonna be picking in the twenties again. And for me, that's certainly worth investigating.
0: Dougie Hamilton, Jack, just, and, uh, you know, I know there's people, well, you ought to just, you know, forget about doing Barry and CeCe, gotten Dougie Hamilton. That wasn't happening. Carolina has just uh, signed Ian Cole. They got Ethan Baer earlier today done as well. How about Dougie Hamilton going to the New Jersey Devils? That's where he appears is always going to be headed, Jack. Well, I mean, what,
1: what, Jersey's hoping for is that he's the kind of anchor on defense that that can kind of stabilize some of the younger bodies they have in there. I mean, as you know, New Jersey has been in a kind of a perpetual rebuild almost from from the year it was it was apparent they weren't going to be able to repeat their surprise trip to the 12th final i mean it's it's been seven or eight years of this now and you know to be honest with you they were unfortunate they didn't have a mcdavid sitting at the top of their draft and and they didn't have, you know, some of these things that, that, you know, I mean, sometimes it's it's the luck of the draw when you pick number one. Uh, I'm not knocking Nico Heesh here, but, you know, the, the last couple of first-round picks haven't been necessarily absolutely lights-out All-Stars for years to come in the National Hockey League. So I, for Hamilton, I, it's, it's certainly not a win-now move. I mean, I, I'm wondering whether it was the contract, the location, that was more important to him rather than, you know, having a realistic chance to do some damage in the next three year, years from a win loss perspective.
0: One final one for you, Jack, Jeff Galicki. I was wrong. He was not an eighth round pick. He was a ninth round pick. It wasn't Winnipeg. It was Los Angeles. He did have a 16 goal 99 penalty minutes season at Northern Michigan. The, uh, Clear. I was not going to correct you because he, he had
1: given me his history. Uh, yep. He gave me his resume, perhaps not as quickly as you seem to do, but he did give me his resume already.
0: Well, it's a small world, and I knew about four different guys on that team that ended up going to Northern Michigan. And uh, Bob,
1: there is not a, just so you know, for a guy who doesn't play golf, there is not a golf tournament that I play that at least one guy didn't grow up with you or whatever, has a story about you you know knocking people around at at uh no it wasn't Boston pizza it was uh the the, the place with the onion rings on the burger what's that called Red Robin
0: uh, that is that is uh, that is I'm gonna I can neither confirm nor deny that Jack I'm going to tell you right now uh, I did not do that kind of work 25 to 30 years ago and if I did I'm going to take the fifth
1: well I rem I I happen to know you did because there was a uh, you know there was a movie cocktail based on your exploits behind the red robin bar you were a great singer in your day and you know i believe there was a certain mid-80s movie star that you resembled i mean that's just what i've heard i cannot confirm nor deny
0: you know jack when you do that you're playing misty for me i might have to have you on again between now and two or three o'clock uh have at her at the tournament jack say hi to Lux for me Tell Cam to
1: behave himself and stop being such a nice guy. I'm the forgotten man, not the other play-by-play guy. Cam, I'm jealous already, and it's only been a year.
2: I've been the other guy my whole
0: life. You know (laughs) I'm the other guy.
1: Hey, keep Stauffer in line, will you, for (laughs) one?
0: I can't even talk today, so it's good. It's perfect. Less of me, more of him. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you later. See ya, pal. 11:46 in Edmonton. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick timeout. We'll do a re-rock. We'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now. The best pizza in the city is still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza is Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Star for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken had it last night. All right. I got Cam Moon with me, and we have breaking news on a now former Edmonton Oiler. Jujar Kara going to the Chicago
2: Blackhawks two years at a uh, 975 AAV. So Kara off to Chicago. A couple that have been rolling through here. Uh, David Riddick uh, to Nashville, one times 1.25. Michael Delzato to Ottawa, two times two. Ian Cole to Carolina, 1.2, or one t- by 2.9. Eric Robinson to Columbus, to By 1.6. The Oilers earlier today re signing Tyson Berry three times four and a half. Getting Zach Hyman from Toronto, seven by five and a half. Cody Ceci coming to the Oilers, four by 3.25. They make a trade earlier today. Ethan Baer, he goes to Carolina. Warren Fogle coming back the other way. So, yeah, Jujar Kara going to Chicago, two times
0: 975. All right, 151 in Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers have not officially put out Zach Hyman nor Cody Cc nor tyson berry when they do we'll endeavor to get all of these um players on the show over the course of the next couple hours edmonton's still looking at a third line center we're getting conflicting reports well not conflicting the agent told us as of 25 minutes ago that ryan Getzlaf was not done to anaheim yet so i'm gonna that's not a conflicting report that's a direct report um Derek Ryan, would yeah. he make sense? Potentially, I would think, at 34 years of age on a one-year deal. Uh, this comes in from Fear the Fin, our San Jose Sharks fan. Bob, what about the Bonino signing in San Jose? Isn't Bonino a third-line center? Good addition for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, it is a good addition for sure. He would uh, he'd be a perfect third-line center. Dougie Hamilton still available. Philip Gruber still available. Obviously, everybody of the belief that uh, Zach Hyman... Oh, it's done. We know that. (laughs) Uh, Bob, are there any other goaltenders other than Camper who you might think might be realistically available on the trade market? That's a great question and something that we're going to get Cam Moon to look at during the break as to who are the uh, uh, best uh, goaltenders out there. Uh, Bob, uh, this one comes to us from Trent. Uh, He says... Tukarask is out until February. Halak is not coming back. Swayman is good, but who else do they bring in? Wouldn't Koskinen at half price be a good fit there? <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, a lot of people are linking uh, Bob uh, Philip Grubauer to the Seattle Kraken, no question. Um Well, again, we'll have to continue to wait and see on what transpires here. We're getting lots of tweets and texts. This is the thing about uh, doing the show on a live basis. (laughs) It's flying. Brock McGinn. Yeah. Wow. Take a look at that contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You see that? Four by 2.75. That is a lot. Uh, but I thought Hammond getting three million yeah. a year in Vancouver—that was another one. That kind of you now, some people would say the same about Cody Cc getting four years at three point two five in Edmonton. Speaking of Cody Ceci, a man that knows him well will be joining us today at twelve oh five. That's Gord Wilson, the longtime Ottawa Senators broadcaster. We will also have in the uh, course of the next well two hours of the show. As soon as I can find the script here. Uh, Al May from Washington. David Staples call to hockey. Frank Cervelli. And now with DFO, one of the biggest insiders in the business, will join us in the late in sec- uh, fourth hour of the show. Again, we'll endeavor to get the three players that the Oilers signed and the one player that the Oilers traded for. Um, when it might have to blow off some of these other guests once everything <laughs> gets formulated. And you got to make sure on these deals. Wow. The Colorado Avalanche just lost out on Philip Grubauer. Ooh. Take a look at he's, that. He's off to Seattle? Six years, $5.9 million. Ooh. So he gets the Jacob Markstrom deal. That's wow. The, he gets the Jacob Markstrom deal. Jacob Markstrom got six times six a year ago. Grubauer gets six times 5.9. All right. Colorado's got some cap space now for a goalie. Yeah, that's uh, yeah,
2: that's that's a long time.
0: I'll make a prediction. Long time on a goalie. I'll make a prediction right now. Colorado gets in the game on Darcy Camper. If you're them, do you you trade a first round pick to get Camper? They're they're about a year ahead of the cycle in Edmonton, right? Yeah, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. Uh, Mousy in Slave Lake says Nasim Kadri seems on the outs in Colorado. Uh, what do we do? Do we add to Cassian to get him perfect center that can also play in our middle six? Hmm. <laughs> Randy says, "Wonder how Dreger feels about the Grubar deal." From Randy, <laughs> that's a great. That's a great point. Oh, what I'm going to text uh, his <laughs> agent here. Right away. I, I doubt he's doing cartwheels. Uh, wow. Uh, again, you can text us at any time in the Ashley Fine Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Todd says, Bob, here's a play. Trade Koskinen to Buffalo with money retained and sign Allmark or uh, uh, trade for uh, Vanasek out of Washington. Now, I did hear that the Capitals, or, or Vanasek out of Seattle, I did hear that... Uh, 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 vanacek the capitals were trying to reacquire him we'll hear from al may a little bit later on on that front as well big news on philip grubauer though it's coming fast and furious we got lots more coming up here on Oilers now it's going to be a kicker there's no question about that we're gonna have some fun with it we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with randy kilburn and a cast of thousands in the next two hours of oilers now